the college football experience, Auburn Tigers 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks, brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. And remember, folks, as always, to let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. I mean, there's just one of the more unknowns of, of college football, probably heading into 2023 is the Auburn Tigers. And we will be talking all about it. If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Sir. Sir, Sir. please stop talking. (laughs) We're just getting started here, though, on the college football experience. The Auburn Tigers. You know, I got a soft spot in my heart for the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, they're a fun team. Love their uniforms. Beautiful. I should be wearing my Damian Craig jersey that's in the other room. Slacking. But I forgot. I'm going to bring it out in a minute. You should. You should. Uh... Look, I mean, look, if you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to besides me, give it up for my co-host here, former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wailing and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. hi Give you some of that Tecmo Super Bowl. You can't think of Tecmo Super Bowl without Bo Jackson. You talk to the people while I go get that yeah. Craig jersey. You can't talk about Tecmo Super Bowl without Bo Jackson, who is a legendary Auburn Tiger. And look, Auburn is is a. It's just one of the greatest uniforms in college football. I love the fan base, and uh, you know, there's a lot you can't find it. Can't find the guy. Um, either way, he tried. To, I have a Damian Craig jersey somewhere. We got in this. lights out in the closet. I'm scared of the dark. So, I'm not so, going in so, there. Somewhere in the studio, <laughs> I have a Damian Craig jersey because I was a huge fan. You know, NC Nick, who's not with us on this very episode, but he was an Auburn fan in uh, in that era. And, and Patty, see, let's talk about that for a second before we dive into what's going on here with this t- 2023 roster and the coaching turnover and the roster turnover. Let's just talk a little bit about the disrespect. Cause the way that I look at this, 
you know, we love college football. We talk college football year round. We are super passionate about the sport, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think this team's won a ton of national championships that they haven't been credited for personally. I mean, the way I see it, they have won a slew of national championships. Uh, 11 that I'm counting. How much do they uh, claim? How many do they? I believe it's only two, right? They should be claiming 11. Yeah. I had seven perfect seasons, not not undefeated. (laughs) Perfect. All wins. I'm a bit baffled about, you know, obviously they didn't claim the one in 04, which I'm still confused about. Right? Yeah, they're just taking taking the the nonsense that the the media. There's just so many questionable national championships over history. I don't understand why they're not like theirs is actually they had an undefeated season. They had another one. You go back and look in the eighties. I I don't understand why they're not a national champion in say nineteen eighty three because the team that won the national championship, the Miami Hurricanes, uh, they got to play the national championship in in the great city of Miami, but they they uh they lost to Florida that that year by twenty five. Well, Auburn beat Florida. <laughs> What two scores, right? Yeah, and uh, hold on, let me pull that up to make sure I'm 100% accurate. Auburn beat Florida um, by seven, 28 seven. 21. Okay, now here's where it gets tricky is that Miami's one loss was by 25 points, right? To the University of Florida, who Auburn beat. Uh, Auburn's one loss, and by the way, Florida finished number 16. Auburn's one loss was to number three, Texas, and they only lost by 13. So they lost by less. They beat the same team that they play, like the same the, the similar opponent here. Yeah. Why are they not national champions? They didn't play Miami, so they they yeah. were deprived that. It, 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 what it comes down to is they Miami was simply despite being ranked lower, uh given the opportunity to play the higher ranked team in the bowl game. I right? just they I, were given the opportunity to play Nebraska in the bowl game. And they played them not not in the home city, right? Yeah, they played them in their home campus on campus stadium in the Orange Bowl. I am just very confused. And then, believe it or not, if you go back to 1972, <laughs> I'm a bit confused as well. Um, I I I uh, I don't get. Okay, Miami did beat Mississippi State by what 24, right that year. I'm assuming Auburn did not beat. Uh, uh, they won by 23, right? Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry, that's Florida. Hang on. Uh, Auburn beat Mississippi State by 15. So you have that, I guess. But either way, Auburn they still won. It, they didn't lose to the same team. This team has more national championships. There's fool's gold. We love college football, what? but God, you know what's crazy is it's. It seems like about every 10 years or so they get screwed. Right. It, uh, it's 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 accurate. It was fifty-seven and fifty-eight that they went uh, undefeated back-to-back years. Uh, Nineteen zero and one during those two years. They didn't get a national championship in either of those. Well, uh, which year you said? Uh, fifty-seven and fifty-eight. No, I don't believe so. Okay, so then the next time they really deserved it was seventy-two. So that was a fifteen-year stretch. Seventy-two, then eighty-three, then ninety-three. They go undefeated. Yes. Then two thousand four, they go undefeated, and then really two thousand thirteen, they went to the national championship and <laughs> lost on the last second uh, play, uh, last thirty second play, 
Now is 2023. The 10-year time frame is back. Maybe this is the year. Are they going to jump back up? They have a lot of national championships that they need to claim. All right, because you look back at throughout history, and you'll see some very questionable national championships. Uh, well, all over, scattered through the sport. So might as well claim it. Um, look, before we get to talking about this year's team, uh, let's let's uh, let's get paid. I want to tell you that the college football experience, Auburn Tigers, 2023 season previews brought to you by edge boost. Yes. Edge boost is the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable tool in life. Patty C maybe you're just betting and you say, Oh, I, my, I, I lost that bet, but I, I know Auburn's going to beat Alabama. I want to get back. In yeah, the game. I want to bet on the iron bowl. And maybe, you know, you already deposited some money. You don't want, don't want, don't want wifey saying, Hey, well, 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 what is this transaction here? All right. Well, you do the old kick six, you know, play action fake over here. <laughs> and uh, you know, you'll be able to bet a little bit more money and look, you can get down your favorite futures. You can do whatever, you know, maybe a favorite bet you like, Maybe you want to middle something, hedge something, even though that's just completely gross. Uh, we don't really believe in that here at SGPN. But here's the thing: Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark, all right? That's going to be ha- waiting for you to come out the pool hall and beat you down with a, uh, you know, Billy Club. Yeah, Billy Club. Good old Billy Club. Poor <laughs> Billy. Uh, look, Edge Boost—they don't charge any interest, zero interest. So that is awesome. Um, and support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sports gambling slash edge to sign up. And once again, that's sports gambling slash edge must be 21 years or older. Problem gambling call 1-800 gambler Patty C. Um, let's get into it because well, I, look, I love, I, I do have a soft spot for Auburn. I really do kind of thought they were a little evil to Brian Harson, but Trying to look past it. No, that uh, Auburn is is undoubtedly an evil program in, in in the aspects that they'll do anything to win. You know, I can respect that. Though. I, I can respect that. They are fighting an uphill battle. They got Georgia right next door. They got Alabama right next. And I door. know Harson was recruiting terrible, but I kind of love this play. They go out and they get Hugh Strip Club Freeze, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not only is he a legend. He also coached from a fucking hospital bed. He will do what it takes. That's right. He's an Auburn kind of guy. <laughs> he will do what it takes to get the dubs. And he's got a decent track record against old Saban. Remember yeah, some magic, important. magic there. Uh, look, when he was at Ole Miss, he was 39 and 25 in a five-year stretch. He was at Arkansas State for one year prior to that in Jonesboro, where he went 10 and 3. And then he was with the flaming libs of Liberty, uh, where he was 34 and 15. Taking an Auburn quarterback and uh, Malik Willis, putting them to put, use, putting them in the NFL. Um, you like that higher? I like that higher because I think this guy, from a scheming point of view, is really good. I think he's a really sharp yeah. mind. Yeah, he can. He gets guys open. Now he hires offense coordinator Philip Montgomery, most recently the Tulsa head coach, who was like two years removed of an AAC championship run. Yeah, uh, I mean, as far as going to the the championship game back when they had Zayvon Collins. I, I think he's a good coach. Uh, besides freeze. I think Philip Montgomery is a good coach. I think, I don't know that he deserved to lose his job at Tulsa. Yeah. He was doing all right. He was doing pretty yeah. well. Most of the time. I mean, you gotta remember Tulsa was scheduling like at Ohio state at Oklahoma state yeah. at Oklahoma, you know, like 
Not 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 Come on. giving themselves any breaks. Played for the AAC championship just a couple years ago. I'm kind of bullish on that high. Probably should have won the AAC championship over yeah, Cincinnati. Cincinnati ducked them like a bunch of cowards. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh okay, came up with some COVID nonsense. Yeah. Um but this it's really hard in modern day college football. We've been doing this for a long time. It only gets harder and harder because of the portal. It, it's really hard to forecast this. So Auburn is bringing back two starters from a year ago on offense. This offense a year ago under Brian Harson, which obviously I think will be better under Hugh Freeze because I believe Hugh Freeze is a better offensive coach. 86th scoring offense a year ago, 18th rushing offense, 118th in passing offense. What are they running the option? Uh, Auburn 72nd in total offense a year ago. They bring back guard Cam Stutz and quarterback Robbie Ashford. Who was a big reason why they were so good at running with yeah. 710 rushing yards from the quarterback position? Well, here's where it gets tricky. The portal. Oh man. Uh, take a sip. This is where you take a sip of whiskey because they lost quarterback TJ Finley, formerly of LSU, who's now at Texas State. They're just handing out these passes left and right. <laughs> be he'll be at Utah State next year. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Colby Smith, offensive tackle, headed out to Troy. Landed King is at Utah with the Utes. Dylan Brooks, uh, defensive end, is now with the Kansas Jayhawks. Craig McDonald, safety, formerly of Iowa State, uh, but he was at Auburn last year, and now he's at Minnesota. So you figure that out. Uh, Jeffrey Umba, defensive lineman's at Purdue. Desmond Tisdall, linebacker, went to Florida Atlantic, and Tom Herman. Uh, Tarvarish Dawson, a wide receiver, joined uh, Dion at Colorado. He says, We coming. <laughs> Dazzlin Warsham is a wide receiver that headed out to UAB and Trent Dilfer. Uh, this one actually was probably their biggest loss. And Keandre Jones, the offensive lineman, jumped over to Florida State with Mike Norvell. Mm. They lost Zach Calzada, who, believe it or not, was undefeated as a starter against Alabama uh, when he knocked him off at Texas AM just two years ago. <laughs> He transferred out to Incarnate Word in the FCS. JJ Evans, a wide receiver, went to North Bama. Xavion Capers, another wideout, went to Western Kentucky. And Armani Diamond headed to a corner uh, at a or he, went to Trent Dilfer in UAB as well. Here's what they brought in. I'm an East Carolina fan, as you guys well know, and Auburn fans, you know, we have a long history of giving you some of our better stuff, just like Pat Dye. Um, Avery Jones. Our best offensive lineman uh, headed out to uh, Auburn. Gunner Britton, another offensive lineman from Western Kentucky, joins uh, you know War Eagle. Rivaldo Fairweather, P- Patty. See, this was a stud tight end at Florida International last year. Nice. Big time get for them. Nick Mardner, a wide receiver from Cincinnati, who I knew uh, not only from Cincinnati but from Nick Rolovich days at Hawaii. Uh, defensive end Elijah McAllister from Vanderbilt. He was a very good player on Vanderbilt last year. That's a big get. Dylan Wade was a huge get from Tulsa at, at offensive tackle. He's got an NFL future. Lawrence Johnson, a defensive lineman from Purdue. So it's like they traded defensive players. Johnson's definitely better. Purdue's getting the wrong side of that one. Shane Hooks, a wide receiver from Jackson State with Dion. He says, I'm not going to follow Dion. Let me just go to uh, let me go to Auburn. A linebacker, Messiah Nasili Kite from Maryland. Defensive lineman Justin Rogers from Kentucky comes into the mix. Um, 
Austin Keys, a linebacker from Ole Miss. That's pretty disgusting to go to Ole Miss to, yeah. to Auburn. Unacceptable. Linebacker De- Demario Tolan, pretty disgusting as he goes from LSU to Auburn. Mm, mm, mm. I think he's going to start though. Running back Brian Battle. This guy was a beast at South Florida. Yeah. He is coming to uh, Auburn. That is a great get. Bringing all eleven hundred plus rushing yards with them from last year. Yeah, Jaden Muskrat. <laughs> great, <laughs> great name. <laughs> uh, another offensive lineman from Tulsa. Making the trip, obviously following his old coach Philip Montgomery to Auburn, Alabama. Defensive end Steven Sings from Liberty, the Flaming Libs, following Hugh Freeze, their his former coach, to his you know or I guess his current coach still to uh, to Auburn. Wide receiver Caleb Burton from Ohio State comes over to Auburn. Not to be mista- uh, mistaken for Jermaine Burton. Those Burton uh, receivers yeah, do transfer they around. They do a lot. transfer around. Jalen McLeod, linebacker from Appalachian State, transferred in. Jair Shorter, a wide receiver from North Texas with the Mean Green, transferred in. Larry Nixon, the third, a linebacker from North Texas, transferred in. And then the most recent one, Peyton Thorne, the quarterback from Michigan State, who started for the Spartans uh, for the past two years, transfers in. And that one's big because uh, that was shocking that he left Michigan State. And yeah. I mean, adds great um, variety to their uh, quarterback room. So I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to look at this offense, which is incredibly hard to do these days. But I imagine Peyton Thorne's going to be the starter. Ashford might come in and give him some dual threat action, right? Maybe if it's a third and one, fourth and one, you go. It's got to be tough on Ashford uh, after you know getting plenty of burn last year to just take a take a back seat. But when you're completing 49 percent of your passes. I mean, he's his young. Stats. He's young. Yeah. But um, so I'm assuming it's Thorne with with battling as the running back, um, and then their wide receivers. I'm taking. I guess I'm assuming it's Caleb Burton because Ohio State has such deep wideouts. Uh, and mixed in. I have no idea who gets to start. Maybe it's Mardner. He started at a, a you know Cincinnati was a pretty pretty good school. I don't know. I think maybe that he might be the third wide. I watched the spring game for Auburn. I took, you couldn't take anything away from the spring game because um, <laughs> it was in the middle of like a monsoon. So it's like, I, I got no idea what, what we learned there. Various uh, Johnson, 26 catches last year. He'll probably be a contributor. So there's that, but then you have the offensive line, I think is clearly going to be better with getting Avery, even though they lost uh, the kid to Florida state. Getting Avery Jones, getting Dylan Wade. Now I don't know about the other kid from Tulsa, Tulsa Muskrat, but those two uh, I think are big upgrades. And then Gunnar Britton from Western Kentucky. We'll see how he does against SEC competition. Uh, I we still got to talk about the defense. But what do you make of the offense? I just believe in Hugh Freeze. Do I? It's hard to gauge. You know, we we over the years we've been doing this. Normally you see seven, five, six, nine. This is kind of like the Deion Sanders thing at Colorado, where it's, it's like, I got no idea who's going to be starting in some of these positions. I know I can re- we can read the magazines, I can read this thing. I don't think anyone knows yeah. until until that first ball is kicked off. I don't think anybody knows. So yeah, a lot um, of uh, a lot of uh, production to replace, obviously with Bigsby out the door. We'll see. Uh, I guess they're uh, uh, projecting Jarquez Hunter. He had a, a decent amount of production: six hundred sixty-eight rushing yards, two hundred twenty-four passing yards. But battle is battle going to battle him for the uh, starting? Battle's going to battle him, buddy. And I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think this offense will be fine, though. 
Yeah, it sounds like I mean Peyton Thorne, great stats. Uh, that was it? a huge game. I actually had way more concerns, and I know Peyton Thorne. Yeah, you know they'll say, "Oh well, you know he was in a competition for a battle at Michigan State." I don't believe that was the case. I think Michigan State did not like to see him leave. I think that Auburn offered a, a more money. I had a lot of concerns before Peyton Thorne because I was like, "Man, yeah. they're going to be too one-dimensional." Yeah, yeah, he opens that up. I mean, you take last year almost sixty three percent completion percentage, two touchdowns to one interception ratio. Those are you know, and and you give him Hugh Freeze instead of the Michigan State situation. All of a sudden, he might look like an elite quarterback. You yeah, know? and 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 uh, so I mean, I, I guess there's questions at wide receiver. There's questions at offensive line. Um, is that sustainable to have an AAC like those guys come from the group of five? Will that be sustainable? In the uh, in the SEC, you it's know? so hard to uh, like be able to understand how the transfer portal impacts the re- uh, versus like the recruiting rankings, the composite, like any numerical like representation of the the talent on the team is now kind of muddled. You know, it's very yeah, hard to tell. It is very hard to tell. Uh, assuming though that Auburn has a good scouting department, I feel like they're going to be a pretty talented team. Well, defensively, the new DC is Ron Roberts. Ron Roberts, California guy, uh, but yeah, or I mean, yeah, I think he was raised in California, right? But he was uh, he was all over. I mean, he was at uh, he played at UT Martin. He's he mo- mo- most recently was with Dave Aranda at Baylor as the defensive coordinator. Prior to that, he was at Louisiana. I think that might have been one of the Billy Napier years. Um, and then prior to that, he was the head coach at Southeast Louisiana, the lions before that he was at Delta state. The guy's been, been in the coaching game since 1990. So um, I think that's a, the coaching, st- the, the staff that he's put together, I, I think is pretty solid. Um, now the question is, is the roster there yet? Now the defense, like I said, you have so much transfers Those as aren't well. superstar names for the coaching ranks, but you think he did a good job. Oh, I think Philip Montgomery is a very good coach. I I don't think he should have been fired. Yeah, I think he should still be at Tulsa personally. And Ron Roberts, you know, as a head coach, was very successful in the FCS, and he just dipped out. It's yeah. like you know what, I'm t- tired of this game. Um, now they bring back two two or three on the defensive line, led by Jason Jones and Marcus Harris. That's okay. Uh, that's pretty good. But uh, and I know they got Celtic Falk the uh, defensive lineman that originally committed to Florida state to, to come on over linebacker. I think they're only returning one. I believe cam Riley, the secondary though, seems to be where you should be excited. If you're a, a uh, Auburn tiger fan, right? Because yeah. they, they bring back uh Keontae Scott, who was, I think uh, a big name to watch on this defense. They also have Zion Puckett, Jalen Simpson, Nehemiah Pritchett, DJ James, all those guys coming back. Fun that's names. good. But here's the thing is that scoring defense was 97th last year. Yeah. If bringing back some guys that uh, weren't that effective last year, yeah. is that, is that a good thing? I think it is. I think I, you want continuity is always yeah. good too. the top five uh, players in terms of breaking up passes are all back uh, passes defensed. So, you know, the secondary is experienced and look 96th uh, rush defense too. 59th in pass defense. So there's that. At least they were a better pass defense. Well, let me let me say this. Uh yeah. Colby Wooden, fourth round pick, and Derek White, second round pick, uh, on the interior defensive line, both gone. That's that, the, that's what I circled. Yeah. First thing I circled was like the uh, on the line of scrimmage is Auburn there. 
And that's usually a place Auburn thrives. You know, they're not. Well, that's why that's why they got rid of Harson though. Right, he wasn't bringing in the guys. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's what they say. Uh, They're bringing in a new. I mean, overall their defense, by the way, seventy seventh. So a lot of room for improvement. They're bringing in a new kicker, which is always scary. But I feel like they'll be okay probably. And then their punter Oscar Chapman is back. Patty C. Should I touch on recruiting for one sec? Sure. I mean, basically, the recruiting ranking last year was 21, so a slight slip because prior to that they had been 19 in 2021, uh, and then um, all the way up at seven in the 2020 cycle, and um, if I'm not 11 prior to that. So their talent composite this year uh, overall. Oh, now I'm looking at now their, their conference talent composite has been at the sixth spot for the last four cycles. They're Routinely behind Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Florida, and AM. They are where they are. Uh, Tennessee is creeping up on them, but they are still ahead of uh, Tennessee in terms of overall ten, ten, talent. I think Tennessee's NIO collective is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty darn good. Got to be pretty scary for look, Auburn. If you're coming into Auburn, but you're. I didn't come here to study. <laughs> I come here to study. Studying sucks. It really sucks. <laughs> 18th overall in terms of talent, but you know, the national composite is hardly what matters, especially when you consider what they're out of conference schedules, they should win every game. They're far more talented than every team in their nine conference slate, but they are still sixth in terms of talent uh, within the conference. So that's a pretty, uh, pretty group, big group of teams to try and overcome to win the, win the conference, let alone the, the division. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to watch. And then, you know, obviously they draw Georgia every year, which is, you know, Obviously not, not a great thing <laughs> right now, um, but you know, Hugh freeze. The, the question is, is this going to work? Yeah. This has got a little like Bobby Petrino to it. You know what I mean? Obviously Hugh freeze in, in his, in his history. The only thing on my mind, Gene was pussy, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like Hugh freeze got a little baggage. I, I like the guy, but I think Auburn loves a guy that can dial it up because that's what they need to compete with the likes of Alabama and Georgia is a guy who's a step ahead schematically. And there are obviously willing to take a little baggage. Uh, and uh, look, Gus Malzahn dialed it up. Now he was too gimmicky. I don't think uh freeze is that gimmicky. I think he's innovative and ahead of the curve, but I don't see him as like a, a gimmick guy necessarily. Do you? I don't, I don't. I don't so think he's opposed to some, some fun plays, but uh, he's not Malzahn. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, folks. Well, look, we're gonna get to handicap. If you're seeing this graphic here, by the way, shout out to our guy Cameron Kerr who did this graphic. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/the College Experience. Like we, like I said, I've been doing this for your subscribe over there on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts at. But we're gonna go game by game on the schedule. But you see here on the graphic that uh, the win totals at six and a half. Patty, see first reaction six and a half. This is we just ran through uh, all those national championships that Auburn should have. So that's that's pretty low, but at the same time, year one of the, of the, the freeze experience, not to mention that would be a, an improvement from last year where they went five and seven. Yeah. So experiment is what I meant to say. Not experience, but you know, <laughs> we're on the college experience so I can get all these things confused. Um, well, the first thing I want to talk about is obviously there's all this talk about the eight, nine game schedule when they go to 16 teams. I obviously, I think it should be nine, but um the non-con schedule here. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious in a really a synonym there is pathetic. They get UMass Cal. Now granted that's at Cal across the country. 
That could be tough. That actually, that is a little tricky because I believe Ole Miss and Tennessee went to Cal and took losses the last time they went. And, and I, yeah, I, I've I've made this case before on this show. One of the underrated stats, obviously, SEC greatest conference in all the world, whatever you want to say. But when they go to the West Coast, yeah, they a lot of times they catch L's. LSU when they went to UCLA, uh, lost. A and M when they went to UCLA, yeah, we Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kobe got kicked out of that game. So we got uh, uh, eighty six from the uh, Rose Bowl. Get, for did that. get kicked out of the Rose Bowl because <laughs> they, they don't have fans. All right, they're not. They're used to the wine and cheese crowd. So when someone starts cheering, God forbid, Ow. God forbid, you cheer on football. Um, but then you, I mean, uh, I, I know Mississippi State did win at at Arizona last year. Leach got one there, mm-hmm. but I, I believe Tennessee got smacked at Oregon. I think Mississippi State got smacked at Oregon. There is a a long history of of uh, and that's not only the SEC. I think the ACC gets their ass whooped when they go out to the West too. And game number two of uh, a new, you know, I guess uh, coaching. What would you call that era? Era, yeah, yeah. Is it's tough to get it dialed in, but uh, still, Samford after that, and then you get New Mexico State. The, the New Mexico State thing is hilarious. Come on, look, I get it. SEC fans are going to listen to this, but I, I can I just bring up this fact, Petty C. So, um, where am I at here? Uh, Auburn has played at Kentucky twice uh, over the past what uh, seventeen years. Mm. Um, New Mexico State will be playing their third time at Auburn. In the past, uh, where 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 am I at here? My schedules are all over the place. I got more windows open well, than like a the painter. last five years. No, I think it's since like 2010 or something like that. 2000, <laughs> yeah, 2010. Uh, that's yep. hilarious to me. New Mexico State just put them in the SEC. Yeah. All right, but I love their logo. They got the guns shooting. It's fun, but they don't need to be playing. You you could make an argument. Three SEC teams every year. You could make an argument that Auburn's playing three FCS teams this year because UMass. Is is I feel like they lose to an FCS team every year. Yeah, I know New Mexico State's got Jerry Kill and they're improving. Yeah, but one year improvement after years and yeah. years of trash. Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't just all of a sudden respect New Mexico State. Yeah, and then Sanford. I would actually argue that Sanford might if, I, if Sanford's playing UMass. I think I would lay seven <laughs> in Sanford. Um, but uh, all three at Jordan Hare as well. So I mean, those are so, all wins. So if your win total six and a half. If they go four and zero out of out of out of conference, all they need to do is win three games. Yeah, I think the Cal game's a little tricky. Not only is it tricky because I think those trips are are always far, and I I feel like they're a little underrated as far as uh, the quality of the program. Yeah, well, just the effect, not the quality of the program. Cal hasn't been great, but like the effect, history speaks for itself. Yeah, I feel like when they go west. Yeah, we ran numbers on. Yeah. This. And so I do think it's a trickier game. And another thing is it's at the 10 30 kick Eastern. So they're, they're getting them late. That is late. Yeah. Um, Talk about a huge, another, I mean, we talked about Utah, uh, Florida being huge for the pac 12. Um, if, if Cal could get this win over Auburn, that would be huge for the pac 12. So, you know, Cal wants it. How, how bad does Auburn want it? It's not like probably a game they're circling on their calendar, but they probably should be. Well, let's say they go four and zero non-con. Yeah. All right. The uh, week so week one is UMass. Week two is Cal. Week three is Samford. Week four, they head 
to College Station, Texas. And this game, I think, I circle as as one of the biggest games on the schedule yeah. because, much like you know, we talked about Hugh Freeze being at Auburn and how crazy that could be potentially. Well, I mean, Jimbo hired DJ Durkin and and Bobby F- Bobby Fisher, Bobby <laughs> Petrino. Yeah, right. They got Steve uh, Adazio, who's got that history of when he was back in Florida. I mean, there's potential for a gigantic fireworks show <laughs> at AM. So that makes this game hilarious to me. I'm excited yeah. to watch this game. Yeah. I think it's a pivotal game if you're betting the over on Auburn. Where are you leaning? Obviously, AM's probably got the talent A&M's advantage. AM's got a, a ton more money, you know, and yet they are kind of the same team. Harson beat AM last year, right? Did he? I yeah, thought, that's right. Yeah, they, they got the win uh, toward the end of the year when A uh, and M had supposedly turned it around. Auburn beat them on the uh, in November, thirteen to ten. Now, granted, that was at home. This time, it's on the road. College Station. I mean, having a home field advantage at Jordan Hare versus having to go to College Station, big difference there. And I think that is big time in A and M's favor. So I got to lean Aggies here. All right, I'll go with you with A and M. It's year one of freeze. It's Jimbo's thirtieth year there. I feel like uh, then they have Georgia the next game. Obviously that, but it's at Jordan Hare. Magic happens there, man. Yeah, magic happens. And the quarterback situation is still up in the air there. Meanwhile, if Peyton Thorne comes in and balls out, then magic magic can happen. But I, I seriously doubt that. So you got them at three and two by their bye week on October seventh. Yeah. Then they head to Baton Rouge. These games are always wild. To take on Brian Kelly and his family. <laughs> Man, these games are wild. I gotta go LSU though. Auburn uh, fans are gonna hate me. LSU coming off a back to back road trip at Ole Miss at Missouri. Auburn coming off a bye. Um, so maybe Auburn a little more rested and re- ready to play this game. All that said, I feel like Auburn or at I think LSU is the play here. So you're so I I agree three and three. Yeah. Now the revenge game for Hugh Freeze. Ole Miss comes to Jordan Hare. Yeah. Dude, Auburn's winning this. I'll say they get one out of those four. I don't know which one it's going to be, but I think Auburn's good for one out of those. So so I got them four and three. And now comes in another mystery team, just like we said with Auburn being a mystery team. Yeah. You have Mike Leach, or our friend, rest in peace to Coach Leach. Um. You know he's not at Mississippi State anymore. Zach Arnett is, and he's not even running the air raid. So I, I am so confused on what Mississippi State's going to be this year. Yeah. So I'm going to give this one to Auburn. I, I have no too. idea. I mean, maybe Mississippi State wins this game. I don't know. Maybe they're a lot better than what I realize. I I'm going to give this to Auburn. So what do you got him at? Uh, five and three. At that point, five and three. If I'm giving them the cow game, which I th- I th- let's we're I think so. Let's let's go. Even okay. though even though I think under my head. Cal's probably probably gonna pull the upset. Yeah. They're lucky enough. They're they're unlucky in the fact they play Georgia every year, but they do get Vanderbilt this year. That's always, you know, you can always rejoice when you see Vanderbilt. Essentially pencil that one as a W. I'm giving them that one. That puts them at what? Six and uh six and all we need is one more win. Yeah, six and three. And they're back to back away. They go to Arkansas. KJ Jefferson's still there, Sam Pulled Pork Pittman, but Kendall Bryles is gone. I know he brought in uh, Dan Enos, who used to be with Nick Saban in Alabama. Uh, but Barry Odom's gone on the defensive side of things. I think if I have to, 
but by November 11th, I think freeze will have this team going. So I kind of think it's a 50, 50 game. Yeah. I think I lean Arkansas coming into the season because of the continuity, but I could buy into, I could buy into Auburn hitting that hitting on Arkansas. Yeah. In Fayetteville. Nah, give me Arkansas. I yeah. agree. So that puts them out at what? You know that's gonna be a great game though. We're ten games in. And we have them at uh I believe five and five? No, no, six and four. Six and four, then they get New Mexico State seven and four. And then they get the Alabama Crimson Tide. And we should talk about this Alabama game for a second because there were some chinks in the armor last last year. Yeah. I know they still had a great year, Alabama did, but they almost lost to Texas A and M, who was not good. I think they won like four or five games last year, right? Yeah, I think they should have lost to Texas. I thought the refs completely botched that. Um, and then, and I hate Texas. Takes yeah. that takes a lot of skill for yeah. me to say that, right? There. <laughs> uh, but they did also uh, lose to Tennessee on, on a game where they probably should have won. Yeah, right. Maybe. It was a crazy game. And then they lost to uh, LSU in, in a wild game on a two point conversion. Well, the game against yeah. L, uh, Tennessee, they got down and then they they flexed, but they were just. I mean, they even came back and got the lead. So I'm saying they had. But they the just lead gave it up at the, the end. Uh, questionable. But uh, when they when they wanted to flex on Tennessee, they did. You know. But my point is, is that, and then when you add in the fact, remember Pat Dye wanted the Iron Bowl to be in. Auburn, Alabama. They want instead of this this uh, neutral site in Birmingham back in 1989. Pat Dye gets it going, and since then, since they've played games prior to that, they had never played at Auburn uh, at Auburn at Jordan Hare. This they've had good success with ten and six in games in Auburn, Alabama against Alabama, and that's been through a slew of different coaches. Whether it's Die, whether it's Bowden, whether it's uh, Tuberville, whether it's uh, Malzon, and and Harson did yeah. not get it done, but um, they're always uh, in in striking distance. Usually with either getting a W, like you said, ten and six at home since all time. Well, then you add in the fact Freeze has had success against Saban. You think, yeah, what he did? I'm buying in. And he beat Saban while they were Couple like times, top three. Like I think he won in Tuscaloosa once, right? He won in Tuscaloosa and he won yeah. at home. I think back to back years. Yeah, Some that freaking amazing games. College game day. Now, town. granted, that was a few years into him being at Ole Miss, where he had Laquan Treadwell and all these other guys. But yeah, I'm buying in. Give on me the, the over on Auburn uh, on the year. Yeah, I think they get I to seven. Think, here's my prediction. I actually think they're probably going to lose that cow game, right? Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna either upset Alabama or they're gonna upset Arkansas, and that's gonna put them at seven and five. Yeah, or they could get a And M. They'll clip one of those teams. Yeah, you know, right now we Give got the over. We got them between a And M, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Bama. We got to wait. How many games is that? One, two, three, four, five, six games. We got them going one and five. I think they probably get to two and four out of yeah, that. Yeah, I think the over is gonna cash here, and I, I don't even think like. Can you imagine a scenario where like, let's say they beat a and M and they open up four and L they lose to Georgia, but that's Georgia. Yeah. They get a bye week and at LSU, like those games are always crazy. Yeah. I feel like that's like a three point game. So anything can happen there. Yeah. Let them steal that. Then you're, then you're really looking good all the way to Bama. Yeah. I mean, well, let's take a look at uh, Auburn's you know, history uh, as a program. Sure, they've had a couple the street three straight years without any more than six wins. 
But prior to that, it was uh, eight, 10, eight, nine. So if the, if, if freeze gives them the little juice to, you know, get up to their talent level and, and play up to their talent level and maybe even above it, then they are an eight, nine, 10 win team again. You know, it might not be this year, but I think they're going to trend in that direction this year. So I think you should be uh, hopeful that they a hit the over and then B they're going, they're going places. Yeah, definitely get them to a bowl game. And then who knows? I mean, the SEC, if they can somehow steal that a and M game, yeah, they'd be huge. That opens things up because they, they, by that, I think you, a lot of times you see this with first year coaches, like the first six weeks are always a struggle, struggle. and yeah. then he, they kind of figure it out like yeah. post Halloween, they Halloween get a win and, and someone, yeah. the players finally buy in. Yeah. And then uh, let me ask you this. Um, yeah. Four and one going into that buy with LSU on deck and LSU coming off the back-to-back road. That could be the biggest game of the season. You're right. A and M. Yeah. And then if they LSU. can get LSU, holy crap. Besides obviously the iron for, for Auburn fans, it's the iron bowl. Right, right, right. But let freeze get, get the best of saving there. Yeah. All bets are off. They go six and six. Yeah. In, but if he gets, uh, I gotta get saving, down there. I gotta get down. Oh, there. That'd be fun. Um, uh, what's that? Oh, I was going to say, uh, I don't know. Are, are, is Auburn, Auburn's running back you, right? I feel like Auburn and is Georgia, it Georgia are, or is it Auburn? They're the same school. Let's be honest. I, I, I don't, I'm sure Auburn no, Auburn's got more national championships than Georgia recently. Got them. Do they No, I don't <laughs> know that I'm claiming. Okay. All you need is a publication to claim it. Yeah. Or 2004. It. They're champions in my mind. Give them the natty facts facts. Come on, man. What's going on? How did they not get it? No four. I don't understand. Uh, folks uh, look before we get to the, we got one more segment. We got Michael Barker who you should be following on Twitter. Uh, some people know him as college football campus tour. I got a little interview. I want to play for you of, of me and him. He, you know, he's been to all, all the, the teams in the lands home stadium. So with that being said, here's that. Here we are on the college football experience talking Auburn tiger, 2023 football here. And look, I, I got to admit, I have never been to this stadium and I'm excited to have this guy on to tell me about it because this guy, if you are a college football fan, if you're an Auburn fan, I don't even care any type of, if, if you're the enemy listening to this podcast, trying to find out information about the Auburn tigers and you love college football, you gotta follow this guy on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Honestly, one of the best pages. I, I, I highly recommend it. He goes to like he's been to every single FBS school. All right, the games. He's, he's been to every game. Uh, 133 teams. He's also been to a ton of FCS games. There's a lot of the weeks I feel like he's at five, six games a week. Uh, I give you Michael Barker. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm great. I'm great to be here. We're talking about uh, one of the best stadiums in the SEC. So uh, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, Jordan Hare Stadium. I've seen. I, I remember watching a documentary where it was. Uh, it was a bunch of people from like England explaining to England why America loves college football, and they're showing these passionate fans, you know, with the pom poms in the crowd. They're showing the eagle land on the guy's arm pregame uh, ritual, I guess. There, I need to go experience that because after watching that documentary, I was like, man, I am sold on this. Uh, how was your experience at Jordan Hare? Is great. And just to branch off what you're talking about for British fans, six of the eight largest football stadiums in the world are college football stadiums in America. So uh, it's hard for people across the pond to conceive what we do over here. And it's something that 
it's hard to explain, you know, let alone in America to them. So I completely understand it. Uh, you know, uh, Jordan Hare opened in 1939. It had only 15,000 seats. Now it's 87,000 seats. Uh, I went to a game in 2020. It was a COVID year, reduced capacity, but it still didn't take away from the experience. Just being in a historic stadium like that, uh, you know, outside the stadium, they have uh, statues of their three Heisman winners, Pat Sullivan, Bo Jackson, Cam Newton. And the results of the game I went to was 30 to 17. Auburn beat Tennessee, Smoke Monday, clinched the game with a 100-yard interception return for a touchdown. So um, I do want to go back for a full capacity, possibly an Iron Bowl game, uh, but I did get one under my belt. There you go. That's all that matters. I get it. It's probably better full capacity, but still to get there, experience it. I need to get to Jordan Hare as that stadium. Obviously, I know legendary stadium. Now they didn't always play there, though, correct? Well, they played there, but their rivalry game with Alabama, they played mostly at Legion Field. Uh, it was the preference of Bear Bryant for a long <laughs> time. Uh, you know, uh, Jordan Hare started out with fifteen thousand seats. It took a long time for them to get to 70,000. It was by 1980. Uh, when Pat Dye took over, he was very adamant about getting the Iron Bowl on campus. Uh, they had a contract with the Legion or with Legion Field until 1988. And Pat Dye said, in 1989, we're playing on campus at Auburn. He was correct. And now every odd year since 1989, they play the game at Jordan Hare. I love it. Absolutely love it. It took a long time, little brother, for it to, you know, Auburn to get get it together. Pat Dye, I'm an ECU guy. He used to coach at ECU before he went to Auburn. You know, I love this story. And obviously, you know, he had success when he went to Auburn. And then Terry Bowden had success, and then so on and so on and so on, where they're kind of like, uh, I, I would say, some would say they're a blue blood. Do you think, you know, Auburn could probably fit in that mix? Uh, I know that, you know, they, they're in a transitional phase right now, going from Brian Harson uh, to, to uh, man, uh, Hugh freeze, but um, either way, I feel like going to a game at Jordan Hare is on my bucket list for college football. Well, it's for one thing, even recently, they've been a thorn in the side of Alabama. We know about kick six. It was in 2013 and Alabama's had years where they've been undefeated and the iron bowl will either put them in the sec championship or knock them out. We remember the year where Auburn knocked them off and then won the SEC championship and, and almost got into the playoffs. So uh, historically, the Auburn program has been very good. The last couple of years, they've hit some rough spots, but we know how they recruit. We know the facilities they have, and, and hopefully they can get some momentum with uh, Coach Freeze. There we go, folks. I got to get down there to Jordan Hare. Uh, Michael, I appreciate you coming on and talking about Jordan Hare and the history, the rich history of Auburn football there at Jordan Hare. Uh, folks, make sure you, like I said, give him a follow on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. Michael does great work. He posts like the photo of the game, uh, you know, for each game he goes to. And he goes to so many games, it's almost unbelievable. Like one day he's in, you know, he's in Seattle, Washington uh, that morning, I feel like. And then the, uh, at night, he'll be in. Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, or vice versa. You know, uh, it, it, he does great work. You got to give him a follow. Michael, appreciate you uh, coming on and talking a little Auburn Tiger football with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Colby. There we go. Jordan Hare, Patty C. Look, uh, look, Patty C. I know we got to get out of here, but if I gave you endless money and a jet, yeah, Jordan Hare would be top. 10 stadiums you would go to pretty high on the list. Pretty high, pretty, pretty high. I Let's mean, go. I think we ranked uh top uh, sec stadiums a while back and 
I think we had it maybe maybe two behind uh, LSU. Wow, I, I think we I, had it pretty I, high. I've been to Baton Rouge, so that's the advantage that, that I know I that yeah. you know. Uh, been to Tiger State. Uh, what's that? I've been, been to, to Tiger, Tiger State. State. I mean, that's so pretty amazing. A, yeah. But uh, you know, I think uh, Sanford Field at Georgia is is pretty high up there, uh, and I think um, you know Bryant Denny is, despite being a palace, doesn't have like quite the environment. That uh, Auburn does. Wow, I think. I think. I like this. I like this. Uh, Auburn fans are liking you more <laughs> and more, folks. Smash that over. And yeah, I got to get to a game there too. We got to plan this thing out, folks. Subscribe to the College Football Experience because, well, we've been doing this for years. And guess what? You know what we do every June, July, and August? We preview every single FBS team. Yes, this is on the journey to 133. So subscribe. Maybe uh, maybe you're not an Auburn fan. Maybe you're or maybe you're an Auburn fan, but you also got you grew up in Alabama, but you love Western Kentucky. Well, don't worry, we got you covered. Uh, so subscribe to the College Football Experience. Also, Samford fans might be listening, trying to get some intel on the Auburn Tigers. Subscribe to the FCS College Football Experience. We got it all, folks. So uh, check us out. Uh, we're also on on YouTube. Uh, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe over there. Hop on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. If you can, even if you think I'm a bozo, all right, <laughs> please hop on over there. And uh, we'd appreciate that. And uh, look, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D NC Nick, who is a closet Auburn fan uh, <laughs> is not with us on this episode, but NC underscore underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. The college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. The SGPN app is free to download in the app store and Google play store. We do a ton of free contests. Uh, you know, right now, NBA NHL going on. We got c- contests for, for that where we're giving away free cash. College football is getting closer and closer. We got more contests for that. We got you covered. College baseball. Noah Beenick doing great work with the college baseball experience. Uh, go check out that and uh, the college basketball experience. Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. Uh, you know he's got the Auburn. He's got life really going with uh, with you know the program. I mean, I feel oh, like yeah. Auburn basketball hadn't been that good since I can since remember. Barkley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably even better. I don't know, but uh, but yeah. So the college basketball experience. I, I'm on the. I'm hosting that show as well. We talk college hoops year round over there. Subscribe to that as well. And I had a, a sound drop, but I can't find it right now. Bruce Pearl, but either way, folks do that subscribe. Uh, and until the next episode, uh, you know, keep on rocking because we got, we're just in the letter a right now we go alphabetically. Uh, so uh, yeah. Okay. Until, until next time, folks, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Marks the spot. X marks the crossroads. Two straight lines crossing over in the middle. That's the letter you must see to find the treasure or the clue or the X-ray machine that's looking right inside of you. X is the letter without which one could not do.